Have you ever wanted to play in a campaign similar to the Knocked Prone Dead season where you are in a realm filled with spirits? If yes, then I have the perfect product for you. Explore the realm beyond the veil with the Book of Spirits, an ethereal 5e supplement on Kickstarter now. This supplement is inspired by legendary titles like Dragon Age and Stormlight Archive. The Book of Spirits is a source book that expands your world with a new realm of magic. With over 50 spirit creatures, 7 brand new subclasses, an entirely new class, and tons of encounters and resources for you to run a game in the spirit realm. Follow the link in the episode description where you can find this 200 plus page book with illustrated encounter maps, incredibly detailed miniatures, and an entire original soundtrack to immerse your players in this mystical adventure. Back the Book of Spirits today on Kickstarter. And welcome to Knocked Prone, a podcast of high crits, small fits, and varying wits. My name is Cade, and I am the host and game master of this Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition adventure, and I am joined here by the players Mason playing Lakir, Brooklyn playing Litzy, Danny playing Tess, Caden playing Blink. As last we left our adventurers, they went to Hive Mother Holly to talk to her about what she needed help with, and she asked for the same blueprints that the artificers were asking to get back from the crazy man Talkin. So the party went to talk to Talkin. After some convincing that was necessary, Talkin said that he would give the blueprints to the party if they answered a riddle. The party answered a riddle, were given the blueprints, and now are headed back to give the blueprints to a faction, I believe at least. I, You know, I'm ready to be thrown a curveball. So <laughs> that's where we were at last. So let's get started. You guys are walking back from the fountain. Uh, where would you like to go? At this point, I don't think we've really decided what we're doing with the blueprints, right? Well, I think it's completely up to you. You are the person that whose family this impacts most direct. Well, if you're going to put it on me, which I don't think it necessarily should be just my decision, but I think um, blackmailing sounds fun. At the same time, I don't want to cause any kind of disturbances, and I want to make sure that we are um, proving ourselves truthfully. So honestly, I would love to have input from everybody else to make a decision. If I can remember back what Blink was saying, perhaps blackmail be the fallback because first you could try to seem as though you're working together getting her to give the blueprints the artificers and then if that stops or seems to not be working and we find it necessary we could switch lanes not going to lie Tess that does surprise me a little bit you're even willing to consider blackmail Honestly. It surprises me that you thought of it at all. Well done. <laughs> I mean, it's more so a strat of trying to switch the lanes, but yeah. Well, I'm impressed. I give you a pat on the shoulder. I 
actually think that's a great idea, as long as um, Blink, like here, if you're open to that possibility. Yes, I see no way of it going wrong. I think it's the best uh, <clears throat> uh, possible opportunity before blackmail. All right, let's move forward with it then. You are the most amiable of us all. Perhaps you should take the lead. It was your idea after all. Be the good person to say. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely try. All right. And what did we get just blueprints from him or didn't we get like a coin? Or it something? was a, it was a blueprint paper, like a scroll. Oh, okay. I'm just completely silly. <laughs> cool. I will, I don't know who grabbed those, but whoever has them, would you like to pass them to uh, Tess? Yeah, I'll, I'll take them. Uh, here you go. Passes you oh, blueprints. Perfect. Yeah. Just, gra- to, just to clarify or yeah, clarify our plan here. Um, so what we're planning on doing is bringing these blueprints to, uh, Hive Mother Holly and then, uh, telling her to pre- take them to the Artisifers, um, in which, uh, she will then be doing them a favor and ask for them to get their robots out of her honey shop, uh, kind of resolving two different problems at the same time and also... Hopefully, uh, making a, a trust connection with uh, uh, bringing those those two uh, uh, houses or auras together. One thing to consider is the bottom line. We are supposed to get signatures saying that we've helped the auras. So, if we can get both the signatures, great. But yes. if it only leads to us getting one, we may want to consider the latter. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Definitely the goal will be to get both signatures. Well, perhaps we can have her uh, say that she found it while... We found it while we were doing a quest for her. And she recognized it and decided to do the right thing. We could, yeah, we could We say, get the credit as well as her. Yeah, we could say she gave us tips on how to get it from him. There we go. All right. Stuff like that. Tess? Lead the way. All right, let's go. So we uh, we go to the hive. Yeah. Okay. So you go back and the um, clerics. Yeah, the healer's hive, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're quite familiar with the healer's hive since you grew up there, Tess. But um, you stand at the door. Um, you can hear buzzing coming from inside, and the sounds of robots and hive mother Holly letting out this big uh, as you assume that she she's had her job taken over yet again by these robots <laughs> and yeah you're welcome to enter she's standing next to um some bees in her beekeeper costume and yeah um hive mother uh so we found the blueprints but as you can see our group is made of people from various of the auras and um we think that there's a compromise that can be made between the two perhaps a win-win if you will oh um well if it's anything that will get the these robots i i'm willing to hear any plan that you have so we kind of i kind of have two ideas with this so first of all, we we plan on telling the uh, 
the artificers that you helped us get the blueprints and that in exchange um, you would like them to either take the robots out of here or split the profits that they make with you and perhaps having a human robot like healing combination could be convenient as they take care of the tedious work and you take care of the human side but we want to make sure that you find a way to maintain the profitable of the hive the, the profitableness or again Blink's idea was that you could just get the artificers to remove the robots entirely I fear that that may eventually lead to like them making their own clerics hut with the robots and therefore just entirely negating your ability to be healers but it's up to you which way one of those you want to use but would you be okay with that I would hold on to the blueprints as we walked up and then give them to you when we walked into the the artificers uh, building oh why um I love I love that idea I I would be very willing to compromise as you know I would do anything for the good of the hive and if it financially makes sense for us to split the money with the the artificers then by so means I I will live with another robot I will live with as many robot designs that they make alright um would you be okay going to the artificers now yes I do have one request though yeah might I bring Oleander as well go and fetch Oleander for him to see this good act yeah we could go get him. And also, just a small little thing. Um, we're supposed to be helping all the auras, and we're trying our best. And would you be okay signing this paper once we're done? As soon as those blueprints are in my hands, I would love to sign it for you, and I would gladly give the blueprints over to the artificers. Perfect. Do you want to come with us to get Oleander, or should we just head out? Oh, um, I'd get him myself, but you, you're very welcome to come with me. You could... Yeah. Okay. So, she, like, starts, you know, doffing her beekeeper outfit as she makes her way out the door and tosses it in a bin next to the hive um, entrance, and she starts walking towards Oleander's castle. Tess, why don't you escort Miss Holly to Oleander? Uh, me and Litzy can go to the artificers, let them know what to expect, what's going on, um, a little bit of a heads up, heads up before we just show up, and uh, then yeah. you can meet us there. I think that's a great idea. Very well. Blink, would you like to come with us or go with Tess? Hmm. I'll go with Tess. All right. Oh, oh, before you guys go, um, so should we just tell them that Hive Mother gave us, like, the answer to the riddle is how she helped us get it just so we have the same story we could just say that uh and do forgive us hive mother holly uh we are embezzling the truth but for your interest we could say that she had some trouble with the dwarven man that was running around pointed us in his direction and after some investigating we found the solution to both her answer and the blueprints. Okay. I think that that's wonderful. I, um, might I make a request? 
of the four of you. I know I've been asking a lot today, and you've done me quite the service. But the hive is not necessarily in great standing, and though this plan seems like it has all four legs to stand upon, I would request that I could hold on to the blueprints so that we don't have an awkward transition as we see Oleander and he's suspicious that there's something up. Is that permissible or... Yeah, I'll give you the blueprints when we enter Oleander's office. Perfect, perfect. I, I just, I wanted to make sure I give you hives on a word. I would never run away with these. Is she lying? Roll me a insight. Six. Or, yeah, six. I love insights because whether you roll high or roll low, it's hard to tell sometimes. Mm -hmm. With a six, it it is kind of hard to tell. Uh, Generally, she seems like she's trustworthy, though. You've, I mean... She's a cleric. She's a cleric. All right. Well, plans in place. Uh, I'll allow you to lead to the artifices, as I do not have as much in common with them. I appreciate that. Well, we start walking off in the other direction then. So, yeah, uh, Lakir and Litzy, you pan stage left. We're going to go stage right with these guys. And um, so Tess and Blink, uh, Hive Mother Holly, is kind of just like talking about how lovely the weather is. And you guys eventually get to the doors of Oleander's castle and the doors are open the hall that you guys received your auras in, like with the light, the beam of light going up is empty right now because there's no uh, coronation ceremony going on. So the castle seems relatively dead other than the occasional butler buttling. You're free to, you know where Oleander's office is. So if you'd like to. Yeah. We'll roll over there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So as you are approaching the, uh, entryway of Oleander's office. Holly's going to turn to you and is like, um, might I get those blueprints now? Oh yeah, I'll give them to you once we walk in. Okay. All right. Um, she like gestures and opens the door. Alrighty, I'll step in and see if Oleander's there. Oleander's there. Okay, He's sweet. stamping print, or stamping paperwork and such. So yeah, right when we walk in, I'll, beg, I'll, I'll like kind of hold the blueprints up I beg, hi, Oleander. Um, Hive Mother has something she wanted to talk to you about. And I'll, like, hand her the blueprints. Like, kind of, like, making... Trying to make it sure, like, Oleander sees them. Mm. She looks at you and she frowns and takes the blueprints and she says, Yes, Oleander. Um, I... I wanted to... To right some wrongs that I might have uh, placed and, well... I want to put the clerics and the hive in a better standing. Might you accompany me and my two comrades to the artificer's factory? And Oleander's like, oh, well, I hate paperwork anyway. And he claps his, his front two hooves together. And um, some person like runs in and starts, uh, they get out a hoof print stamp. And they start stamping the documents <laughs> that he was stamping with his hoof. And he, you know, is free to leave now with you guys. So, um, Oleander trots along with you and Hive Mother Holly, and you are able to go towards the Artificer's factory. I think we're going to go to back to 
Litzy and Lakir now, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to do on the way? Um, not that I can think of right now. Okay. So, yeah, on the way, I'll be just like, Litzy, uh, I wanted to get your input on something, scholar to scholar. I've been doing some research, and I'll just come right out with it. I'm very excited with some findings. Would you like to see? Of course. And I will quickly, I will grab a leather, like, strap that is around my arm, give it a flick, do some arcane symbols in the air, and as I do, I will take one hand and drag it away, and you'll see that as, like, the the energy from the spell is released, an extra amount is taken away, siphoned off, and is starting to hover around my head. And I'll go, go ahead. Hit me. (laughs) I, like, stare blankly at the ground for a second and consider what kind of trick you're trying to play on me. (laughs) But then I happily take out my great club. (laughs) 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 Sounds good. Hit me. (laughs) <laughs> and then I laugh and then I laugh. I'm just joking. I just wanted to see the look on your face, which I'm hoping was entertaining. Yeah, like I was expecting, my character was expecting like a fist or something. And like, as you pull it out, his eyes get kind of big. Has like one of those moments where it's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but then instead I just, I slug you in the arm. Okay. So it deals a point of damage. But or it deals two points of damage. However, as you hit, you your fist like impacts arcane energy, and you watch as some of the energy like fizzles up, and like the the ward that's going around my head comes down, like, and intercepts your fist, absorbs the impact, and some of it fizzles away off into the um, off into the air. And I'll be just like, do you understand what this means? In every equation of magic, there is a wasted amount of energy. If I can learn how to harness and control that energy, I can make spells even more efficient and powerful. How exciting is that? That is very exciting, but where in the world did you learn that? I have time to myself sometimes. Well, so do I, but I've never seen that in any kind of book. Well, perhaps this is my own type of magic. You have yours, I have mine. Explosives were cooler. Well, maybe I'll be able to enhance it for that one day. I would be interested in that. Great. And walk the way to the the rest of the way to the Artificer Factory. So as you approach the Artificer Factory, you see a large crowd amassing outside of the front door, and it seems to be some type of commotion going on. Um. Is this usual? Definitely not. So we hastily, at least I hastily, you know, make my way, like push my way to the front of the crowd to like see what everyone, like see what the commotion's about. You see at the very front your father being hoisted by a group of Crimson Guard and he is currently being carried out of the Artificer factory. And as he sees you, um, he looks at you, Litzy, and he says, Litzy, Let's see. Um, I I don't know what's going on. Uh, they said that I have done something bad. Uh, your your mother wanted me to give this to you, and I've been putting it off. But now seems like a good time as any. And he throws you a necklace. Go ahead and roll me a d six. Five. He throws you a necklace with eight 
fire-like pearls that are swirling inside of their containers. And he says, um, take this and uh, prove my innocence. I, I've done nothing wrong. Don't forget about me. And he gets carted away. Um, really tempted to start fighting the guards. <laughs> Seeing that she's in distress, I'm going to like kind of walk in front of the Crimson Guard and just like, whoa, whoa, what's all this about? Um, a, uh, it's the guard's captain, uh, Fluffy Hands, that stops. And he's at the front of the brigade of men. And he says, well, um, this man has been proven with just cause and without an alibi to burn down the cleric's church. Underneath my breath, I'll say, I knew it. And then, <laughs> and then quickly go and be just like, well, you see, we have business with this man, and actually, Oleander is here on his way. Perhaps you could stay your hand for a brief moment, let him come, let us do the business that needs to be done, and if the motion still stands, you can take him from there. I'm sure that most of your business can be taken up with Ted. I... Is that any way to speak to someone who has helped you? We we got rid of those rabbits for you. We're here to help. Do you think we have any ill any ill reason to do this? I, I don't know about your reasoning, but this is my job, kid. And he continues trucking forward. Very well. I'll go to let's see and say. Just sorry. <laughs> um I I am, like, in a rage, but also feeling very conflicted because, I mean, growing up in this, like, kingdom, I'm not quite ready to, like, start a fight or try to make some great escape because, you know, this is, like, a community that I put my trust in for a really long time. I don't think anything bad is going to happen to him, and I don't think that he's guilty, so... He'll be taken to, it like, a jail cell. Yeah. And he'll see, like, a... There'll be, like, a jury, so you aren't... I mean, he could be banished, but there's no, like, execution that's going to happen. Right. And so even though, like, I care for my dad way more than, like, anything else, I I also am still feeling a lot of conflict over trying to, like, fight against, you know, the... Seeing her struggling, like, I'll assume you kind of, like, gravitated towards him a bit. I'll kind of, like, just put my hand on your shoulder and say, Now is not the time for action. If needs be, we can break him out later. That definitely puts me at ease about... 10% more than I was before. <laughs> well, if anything, I guess take comfort in knowing that you are with a unique wizard, as we have established. Um, I smile and then um, immediately start to find Ted, wherever he is. Okay, so we're going to go back over to these guys because they are also approaching uh, the Artificer's factory with Oleander and as Hive Mother Holly sees the commotion outside, a little smirk goes on her face. And she turns to Oleander and she says, You see, Oleander, I told you that the artificers weren't a aura that is worthy of funding. I, on the other hand, have come up with a healbot that is much better than the healbots that the artificers have been producing. And I th- propose that... Well, without one of their lead factory workers, the artificers now are obsolete, and the clerics can take their place. And she hands the 
she opens up the blueprints to show to um, show to Oleander, and uh, there's uh, a little. So, so at this moment, I'll like interject a big. Interesting. If you came up with those, why, why did the Crimson Guard have us steal them from the uh, dwarf man? The artifices, you mean? Yes, the artifices. Oh, um, is it? I. You haven't seen those till I just gave them to you, in the office, right? I know not what you mean, son. Look at this, this um, honeybee symbol on the bottom, and you see like a little hive symbol on the bottom of the paper. If you'd like to roll me a check, yeah, to I see would if like to real. roll like if I can see any like thing that makes that feel not part of it or mm-hmm. weird. Uh, so it'll be a nine. There doesn't really seem to be anything odd about this. Um, Oleander also takes a glance at the symbol. He rolls also a nine and is like, I know that you've been working on trying to come up with something to make your aura, well, profitable again. And Holly, you've outdone yourself. Um, are we are we hearing this or so, are they away? Okay, oh, I'll just just they're at the outside of so the. So just uh, just for the last crowd. part, I'll be like, well, Oleander, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I do know that we were tasked to get those blueprints for the Crimson Guard because they claimed they made them artificers, and uh, I think it's important to remember that they claim they made these and that they may have been tampered with, but that is a convincing symbol. So perhaps. There is, let's just say there's more going on to this than there appears. Right, right. So are we certain that these blueprints are better heal bots? Because I thought initially they were supposed to be like death bots. I thought they were, my impression was that they were the next generation of heal bots. Oh, okay, okay. But I might have misunderstood. Hmm. If you also wanted to roll me a perception or investigation check to see if you notice anything off about the symbol, you are very much allowed to blink. Okay. I want to roll um, investigation okay. to um, look into not only the symbol, but uh, if there's anything else that seems out of place with the blueprint in general. Okay. All right. 16. A faint yellow uh, aura is coming off of the honeybee symbol. And it seems to have somewhat of a arcana quality about it. Mm, okay. So I guess at that point I'll say, uh, you know, taking the blueprints, because um, I believe Oleander was the one who had them. Mm. So just kind of walking up and taking them and saying, like, you know, let me look at these, looking at the blueprint, um, holding it up in the light, kind of, you know. I'm going to say, um, there is something strange about this symbol. Um, it seems to have some kind of magical aura about it. Um, and point it out specifically to Oleander and say, uh, can you see this strange hue? Oleander will give it another gander over. A three mm. this time, though. So he looks and he squints and the sun gets right in his eye. <laughs> As he's looking, and he's like, I I don't see anything the matter. I don't know what your place is to, for the two of you to disbelieve one of my, one of the aura's top people, one of my top advisors. 
Mm. As he's kind of like doing this, I assume that we've been able to probably spot Oleander in the distance. Would I be able to start? I just want to approach and be just like, Oleander, we just had our opportunity for our good deeds taken to jail. What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to prove ourselves if you're arresting the people that we're helping? Weren't you helping Ted? We were helping Ted. He, he had requested us to get those blueprints. He hmm. said that they'd been stolen. Is this true, Holly? Oleander says. I'm going to have a little self-talk with yeah. myself now. <laughs> Best part about being a DM. <laughs> yeah. Holly says, well, I may have stolen an idea to have a heel bot, but no, these are all my own thoughts, plans. I came up with this blueprint. And she rolls an 18 on her deception check. Insight, Oleander rolls a 12. Since we know that this is not true, are we still allowed? To, like, even though she rolled good deception, we... Well, I guess we don't know it's not true, but I have cause to believe it's not because she did it. So can I still, like, fight back against what she's saying? I'm just like, that's a lie. She also requested us to get the blueprints to keep them away from the artificers. I want to be talking over Lakir at the same time he's saying over that and be like, excuse me? Like, I'm finally catching on to, like, what's happening here because we just showed up. Mm -hmm. If you think that you are so smart as to be able to create technology as great as this, and I attempt to rip the blueprints from her hands. Roll me a strength check. Ooh. 19. Uh... She rolled a natural two. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I thought he was going to say natural twenty. I was like, <laughs> so you definitely, you definitely rip these blueprint blueprints right out of her hand. As soon as she does, I will step in front of her to try to like protect her from any backlash. And she's like, if you're so arcane, if you're so gifted in the area of arcane magic, why don't you tell me what this is? And I will cast detect magic. Um, just really, because I have it prepared, so it's not a ritual spell. Right. Um, so I'll, I cast Detect Magic just to see if she would recognize any of the arcane symbols. Like, I'm asking her to identify the spell I am casting. I will have her roll an intelligence check. She rolled, but yes, she rolls a 15 and looks at it and says, well, that is a Detect Magic spell, of course. Okay, Detecting Magic is one thing but I waved the blueprints in her face. If you actually created these blueprints, then you would have the slightest idea what is on them, how to create it. So tell me, do as, do as much as you can from memory. Tell it, write it out, mm. create it. That was a good idea. Also, one thing. She like throws the blueprints in front of my face. I see <clears throat> I have like 60 feet where anything magical glows and it tells me, what type of magic it is as well. Does the blueprints glow? You notice on the paper, it has like an illusionary vibe. Okay. I'll try to take them from your hands. If I, and if you resist, I'll be Roll like, straight checks. <laughs> if you resist, I'll be just like, trust me for just one moment. I promise. I totally do resist, but with some convincing Lego. Okay. I'll go and say, Oleander, I just, she just verified I detected magic, correct? Correct. Then why does this blueprint show an illusion spell of the honeycomb symbol? 
If you do not believe me, we can go to the wizard's tower to confirm. Hive Mother Holly is looking a little little backed into a corner here and says, Oleander, why would you believe this newly formed aura over our aura that is proven time and time again? I've saved your life on occasion with our magic. Allow me to save your life again with this new heal bot. I don't know why these four still cling to their previous auras, but obviously you can see with the fire in this young one's eyes, she gestures to you, Litsy, that she's still clinging to her artificer father who is jailed for burning down my very clerical church and well so I'll, I'll like step up right now and I'll be like Oleander you know that I really care about the clerics and I I've really wanted to find a way for this to work out for everybody and kind of still do but I don't want it to happen like this because I know the Hive Mother Holly is trying to take advantage of a situation that she is creating. And I fear that she's made a big mistake that's going to hurt everyone I care about. And then I'm going to leave. I'm just going to go to the church. Roll me a persuasion. I'm just going to do a straight roll against it. He rolled a 17. 12. <laughs> You're not a bard anymore. <laughs> I'm so used to having high persuasion. So he looks at you, he looks as you leave and as you're leaving, he says, weren't you the one who wanted to be a ranger? Who wanted to leave the clerics? The, I... the more I hear, I'll just start moving faster. Okay. Um, well, he says, I cannot deal with this situation right now. Right before the 100th year ceremony of Great Grumbopolis's founding, I... I cannot be pressed with another. Um, I will need some time to think. So if you can prove any gestures to the three of you now that um, Tess is walking back to the church, if you can prove that Litzy's father is innocent, I may have more of an inkling to trust your... I have an idea. I'll just interrupt him and like just say that out loud and just like, thank you for your time, Oleander. We'll be back when we have proof. And I'll just start also racing off towards the um, the burning down chapel. Okay. So I, who, oh, sorry, you. sorry. I want to first approach Hive Mother Holly right before I run off, and I whisper really close in her ear. Now, you'll understand that the gray aura will raise complete anarchy. To find the truth, and then I run off. Okay. So who who ended up with that blueprint right now? Um, I technically had it, but I think okay. I would have given it back to you after okay. I had done. Because yeah, because I wanted yeah. I just wanted to make sure we were the ones who had it, mm-hmm. and we weren't giving it to Hive Mother Holly, <laughs> yes. or someone wasn't trying to. Oleander was like, "You better give that." So yeah, no, that's good. Well, Oleander noticing that uh, Litzy is gripping it in her hand, probably in a fury, I'm assuming, um, says, I will hold on to this 
if nobody has any opposition until I have come to my ruling. Is that permissible, young Litzy? I would really rather not. Do I have a choice? Well, there is always choice, but sometimes the consequence of a choice is on the other side, is on one side of a jail cell. I hand it to him. He grasps it in his teeth. (laughs) As as she's handing the blueprint over to him, um, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to, like, pretend like I trip and say, oh no, (laughs) and aim my, one of my dragon horns towards the blueprint, attempting to tear it in half. All right, roll, roll a a dexterity, or roll an attack? Uh, performance, performance, maybe? Performance, yes. Yeah, would, Do I it. Say. I'm going to set DC 15. Okay. 15? No way! Yeah. All right, yeah. So you, your horn connects with the paper, and it rips in half. Okay. And Oleander sighs and is like, well, this does not help your case, but I guess if she said that she made the blueprints, she could make them again. So I'm going to stand up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, here, um, um, uh, I'll, I'll uh, make sure that these uh, get recycled properly and take both the halves and crumple them up into a ball and just shove them in my pocket. All right, he makes no... He is not used to things being torn, broken, or not in pristine condition so he's like yeah uh, that of course to the garbage with it and um he he says for your good deed and he like reaches into his pocket because he has pockets i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he hands you a candy bar okay (laughs) i say uh thanks king size because you know (laughs) oh yes royalty Uh (laughs) and um so you guys all, are you heading back to the church? Yeah, that's where we're headed. Okay, we're going to go over to Tess for a second. Um, as you're running back to the church, you come to the realization that you want to find your parents. And as per the note you have given me. And <laughs> so you are able to find them. They are in the healer's hive. Sweet. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk to him real quick. Uh, and I'm just like... I fear Hive Mother Holly is making a big mistake. I'm, I'm sure you know as well as anybody that the, the heel bots are causing lots of problems for us. For you guys now, I guess. Um, but she's trying to steal ownership of the new blueprints that the, the artificers... I almost said Crimson Guard. <laughs> <laughs> that the artificers have made. And though... For now, it seems she's done a very good job tricking everyone. But when this backfires, she could lose a golden opportunity to make a deal to actually remain profitable in the long term. Because they're just going to make a new bot soon. Like, maybe we'll be fine for a couple years, but then they'll make a new bot. And then it'll just be all over again. I think you need to convince her to make a deal with the artificers where the human touch... And the help of a robot becomes profitable for both. Or this opportunity could be gone forever. Your parents both nod, and your dad looks at you and says, Oh, Tess, of course, we know. We know exactly what Hive, Mo- 
Hive Mother Holly is doing, and, well, without this robot, and without their head factory worker, the artificers will be no more, and that is for the good of the Hive. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Fireball! So, <laughs> thank you for joining us for this podcast. Um, uh, is I'm so, shook. <laughs> is so I'm shook to make these. I like spent all the break while we were on holiday thinking about like how I could screw with you guys just a little bit, and then I was like, "Ooh, what if it like all interconnected?" So, I'm quite happy with how things are going. So, um, but with that, my name is Cade, and I am the host and game master of this Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition adventure. And I am joined here by the players to my left. Mason, playing Look Here. Brooklyn, playing Litzy. Danny, playing Tess. Caden, playing Blink. Awesome. Remember, when life knocks you flat on your back, all you got to do is keep rolling. And make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you like our podcast, go ahead and give us a podcast review. If you can't give us a podcast review, refer us to a friend. And we can spread the love of D&D. And until next time, we hope you have a great rest of your day.